Well, welcome, Barbara, and welcome, Karen, to the program tonight. Thank you. Thank you, Padres. I look forward to sharing the mic with each of you as we share Awakening the Harvest Within. And to me, it's a, it's a great question or a response of God's ability in us to be shared with others. So we get to dissect that tonight and share each one's own feelings on what the title means to them and how they how it plays out in their lives. So Barbara, how's your life been? You been good? I try to be good every day, yes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad you said you tried. This is a good thing. And how about you, Karen? How's life treating you? Well, we had some rain yesterday, so everything is That's a big deal in California. So we had a little bit of rain yesterday, and there's a big storm coming in that's going to rain, going to give us a lot of rain, so that's really great. Wow. Hallelujah. We just pray that it doesn't really hit one portion of San Francisco on Saturday. Otherwise, I'll be very happy. (laughs) Happy and blessed. (laughs) Well, let's get started. Hey, Barbara, can I ask you to open up with prayer? Opening prayer. These are from Ron's books. I forgot which exactly where, but they're from Ron. I feel the presence of the divine. I feel the power of God's energy moving through me now, healing and restoring me. I feel an exuberance, an enthusiasm, an exhilaration that makes me aware of the divine presence that is always with me, in me, and flowing from me. I am grateful for this healing. I am grateful for the presence of peace. I am grateful for being aware that God loves me. All is well in my world. I am at peace and I am grateful. Take a deep breath now and relax for a run. Amen. Amen. So are you taking a big breath, Barbara? I just did. And I'm very grateful to be on this call. (laughs) I can feel it. Sucking up all the energy. Yeah. (laughs) It's a privilege to share with you, each of you who are on the call tonight, because I believe each of us wants to grow in our capacity to understand, to become holy, loved by God, and share that love with others. For me, the the question is awakening the harvest within. I'm going to turn to Karen and going to ask Karen, Karen, what does that what did that mean to you, or how would you describe awakening the harvest within you? The first thing that came to mind That's right. when you gave us this title was that what it meant to me is that basically God called me to a relationship with him, and that in time, as that the relationship developed, I, I began to feel God's presence, and at first it was outside of me, but then it came inside of me, it came into my heart, as, as Ron describes it, as an energy, it's a blissful energy, and when once that had taken place, all sorts of things started changing in my life. Uh, I became a different person, I began to feel love, I began to feel God's love, and and there were some abilities that awakened also, which was, was very new. So that's it in a nutshell. That's beautiful. And we can talk about that more throughout the evening. So, Barbara, what does awakening the spirit within you, what does that mean or curtail in your life? Well, to me, when I jotted my notes down on this, awakening the harvest within is going to the heart center of my body the very focal point where I find God. I feel that God's at the very, very very center of us. And I know as human beings, we think with our brains, but we don't feel with our hearts. We don't awaken the compassion that's within us. And if we don't have compassion for all of humanity, all of nature, we're not awakening the harvest within. That's basically in a Mm -hmm. nutshell right now at the beginning of this call what it means to me. We think and create from the center of our heart, which is really our home. You bring up a a concept that I want to dialogue a little bit about, Barbara. You said if we don't have, we're we're not in tune with nature or people. I think that's two different things in a sense of I could love my neighbor, 
what I'm trashing Mother Earth. So there's that awakening or that what awakens us to either one of those, in your opinion? I would find it very hard. I mean, yes, I can love my neighbor, but how can I trash Mother Earth? Is Mother Earth not part of life? To me, it's also a living energy that must be nourished. I can't love my neighbor if I don't love Earth. I mean, I know what you're saying, but if I don't want to nourish Mother Earth, I don't think I'm really loving my neighbors. I can say I love you, but I'm not sure what that means. Get the drift on what I'm trying to say here. Well, sure. But uh, here's a question that I'm going to question you on, and, and this is not a quiz. I'm just going to go with the flow with the spirit. It's like you use the word think, and thinking is not with the heart. It's actually thinking is our brain, so to speak. But until we get touched by the spirit, then we become aware of loving my neighbor, taking care of Mother Earth, treating prayer, divine union. It's really tapping into that source, which you and I know is true, because we can call it our relationship with creator. But I'm going to put that question to Karen also. is How do you enter into this, I call it, awakening of the harvest? From my point of view, this, this came entirely from God. And it is the love of God within me that creates things to harvest or creates the harvest. It it flowers, it grows, it has given me enormous gifts that I never I never would have dreamed, for instance, that I could feel peace in my heart, that I could feel the love of God in my heart. It has been a source of healing so that many of the things that I struggled with all my life, anger, for instance, okay. jealousy, so forth, these things have all been transformed into love or kindness, looking out for my fellow man, prayer. Prayer is the, is the big gift that has come from this love that God has planted in my heart. Yeah. And... I mean, I never knew how to pray before, and suddenly it became the mission of my life, and it's a, it's a beautiful mission because it means that, that basically, like Ron Ross says, that all prayer is the reception, receptivity to, to God's light, or words to that effect. And that, that yeah. meant for me that I had, to, I had to be healed of my inability to receive. And so that was a process. It took a while, but it, it only happened because I could feel God's presence in my heart already that the healing began. And, and then the prayer started. It just one day just was like, Oh, I need to pray for people. And I didn't even really give it any thought. I started doing it and it grew. It grew through a series of steps, you know, becoming an acolyte where you acknowledged that I was praying for the community was a, a way of helping the community. But then yeah. I also, I asked for help. I asked for help from Holy Spirit. I asked St. Teresa of the Sioux, who's known for her prayers. Oh. And little by little, I began to, to learn how to pray in all sorts of different ways. And what that means to me is that when I pray, I open up to God's presence and allow it to flow through me to wherever it goes. It's not something that mm-hmm. I can direct. It's not something I don't ever tell God what to do. I rarely really? ask. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is, this is something that I learned early on. It's like I, I don't know what people need, so I don't right. know what to pray right. for. I ask for God's blessing, which will always go to the right place and create the right result. And I guess the faith to realize that was, was part of the harvest within for me also, is that realizing that God's presence is, is real and that it has this enormous power and that it will heal and bless and grant enormous graces to anybody that receives it. And so prayer has become the focus of my life in many ways. The Holy Spirit is very active in that. It, it shows me that it showed me that God prays through me. 
therefore I don't have to try anymore. All I have to do is wow. and um and then the benefit for me is that I have this beautiful loving energy flowing through me, flowing through my heart. And Ooh. so I get blessed too in the act of prayer. That's a beautiful explanation and your flow is beautiful. You're tapping into actually the essence of what tonight is all about. We're in a season, a fall season here in Illinois. I'm sure wherever you are, probably the same. And during the harvest time, we collect the harvest, whether that's corn, soybeans, sweet corn, tomatoes, apples, pumpkins, whatever it might be. But all of this started from the seed. And so we're really talking about the seed awakening, the seed versus planted. Then it's nurtured, and then it's cared for. And then Mother Earth does her thing and just brings about this beautiful gift. And at the end, we get to harvest that. But the steps in which that happens is really whether it's God planting the seed in you, in me and Barbara, or anyone listening on our program. And then it's up to me. It's like I planted grass seed. So for the first two weeks, made sure it was always watered, moist. And hopefully the sun got to do her thing of raising the seed and having it bloom. And then it took another month for me to care for it before it actually was on its own. And the same way with that gift that is within you and Barbara and myself is like, that's why we have, whether it's mentors, whether it's gurus, priests, nuns, saints, sages, those beautiful beings of light who can shed a light on, nurture it, and recognize the gift that's there, and then call it forth. Because when we get acknowledged that, oh, you're good at that, and go, really? I mean, sometimes we're just not aware of that. Like you, I think you were one of our first accolades. And it's like, well, what does that mean? Is well, you're standing alongside celebrating life. And I recognize your intercession for people who are coming forward and praying for them. And it's like, that's a that's a grace. That's a harvest because you recognize the gift, but also now you're giving it back to the community and to God. But that's a gift in motion in a sense because we learn to work it. We learn to understand that inner working of the spirit and then letting it manifest on the outward side. So thank you, Karen, for that beautiful explanation. Now, Barbara, in your walk with God, I know you talk about a lot about the infusion of the Holy Spirit or that awakening mm-hmm. the harvest within. What does that mean to you? The Spirit is within me. The Spirit is my soul. It's me. If I don't nurture that, if I don't pray, if I don't talk to God, if I don't have self-love, I will wither away like a dying plant. So that's the nurturing part. That's awakening the spirit within. That's harvesting the glory of who I am, my self-love. Mm. Makes sense? We have so much to offer one another. I Sometimes I really think we forget when we say we're created in the likeness of God. We have spirit. Yeah. We have love. And we neglect to use this God side of us, ignoring who we really are. We forget to awaken the spirit within. It's just not my physical body. It's a lot more than that. We don't awaken or reap in our own harvest. Then we stagnate. And when we stagnate, we become lonely, alone, and all kinds of problems arise from that. So I love to say that I can use prayer and service to remind me to awaken the harvest within. I love to sit in my living room here. I'm up in Canada. And just just sometimes just meditate. Look at the hummingbird outside. Thank God for everything that I have. Be grateful for who I am. And then I send blessings out to others, whether I hold up my hands and send out energy, whether I put a heart around them, whether I say the Lord's Prayer or pray for them. I love to reach out and bring my healing tools to people around me. And that's awakening the harvest within for me. It's using the gifts that God has given me. And I think we should get this which is why we're unhappy a lot of times. Oh, yeah. I can understand that. I just was asking a question of God this morning. It's like, where did my hummingbirds go? And so obviously they went to Canada, <laughs> right? Well, <laughs> I they're not they even south, here. They went north. 
I think they went <laughs> south. They're not here right now. They left a few weeks ago. They're not outside on my bushes anymore. They're kind right. of gone. Yeah, at least they're gone here, but getting cooler here, so time to say bye-bye for now. So I'm going to turn my next question to Karen again. Is there a scripture quote or something that kind of reminds you of our subject for tonight? Yeah, and thanks for asking. It comes from John 15. I am the vine, I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. But if you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. And there's just one more piece of this. This is John 15:9. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this, so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. So what does that scripture quote say to you about the harvest? It says that if I am to have a harvest, I need to pay attention to the word. I need to not just listen to it, but obey it. It's your favorite word. Mm. <laughs> but I've come to to really appreciate the importance of this, that obeying the word is is basically to to love God and to love others as myself, really the very simple, basic first principle that Jesus talks about. And that if I do that, there's a saying further further down in John where he says, if you do this, the Father and I will come and live with you and we will live in you. And I really feel that that's what has happened to me. They've come and they've taken, made made my heart their abode. Made they've come into my heart, and yeah. and this is this is what allows the vine to grow and the fruit to come out of the vine. Because there's a source, you know. It's the source. Uh, this, we can call it many different names, but the source is our source in a sense. Otherwise, a harvest wouldn't be there. When we need it, it's kind of like, I would say, prayer, if you want to use that term. When I need prayer, when I, I need to say a prayer, I want to connect with God to pray for someone else, but I'm looking for a source instead of just my own words. It's actually the spirit that gives utterance to the prayer, to the acknowledgement of the need, but also knowing that it's one and the same. The giver and the receiver are one and the same because the spirit is taking over. For me, we're talking about the harvest, and one of the things that I saw in my own life is one of the gifts that God has, I think, blessed everyone with, but not everybody either desires it or is aware of it, is the gift of tongues, which is speaking in the Spirit or praying in the Spirit. And so it bypasses the brain, but it taps into the heart. And so Spirit is speaking then to the Creator. And it's like, one of my favorite forms of prayer because it says we don't know what we're praying, but yet Spirit already knows is uttering that to heaven. So why do I get tripped up on my own words when I can allow the Holy Spirit to pray through me for whatever mm -hmm. situation other people have? It's one of those mysteries that gets revealed in answering the prayer. Let's put it that way. So it's just food for thought. 
for anyone listening in, you would say, well, I don't have that gift or I want that gift. It's all about just asking for it, allowing the Holy Spirit to reveal itself. And usually it's when you're in a, a state of, I call it prayer, worship, awareness, stillness, anything. But the, then once the, I call it the mouth, the tongue starts speaking, it can take over. It says, okay, you're allowing me now to speak through you. And it's another place for surrender, which we all, one of those beautiful words, we don't always like to acknowledge, but we know it's one of the tools or the doors to open that door. So, well, thank you, Karen, again, for explaining that scripture, because I just love that. Barbara, in your own life, when you pray, when you awaken that harvest, because the gifts are there, what do you, and this is not being boastful, it's just a, a matter of acknowledgement. What do you feel some of those gifts are or talents that you have, that you feel that God ordained it, acknowledged it? Let's put it that way. Well, as we said before, one of them is a healer, but I know as you were talking with Karen, I'm sitting here saying, I am called to write, whether it be prayers, but I am called to create through my writing the spirit of God, the healing energy of God, and I don't do that. And that's something, thank you for reminding me, that I must give back to myself and to God, is to write, is to create through my writing. As I'm looking at one of Ron's quotes, I live in the energy of the Holy Spirit. So if I'm yeah. going to use that energy of the Holy Spirit, and I can do it through verbal prayer, but if I'm going to bring that prayer and that healing to others, especially in this time of quarantining and everything, I have to sit down and write more. I have a gift I am mm-hmm. not using. There you and go. that's where I well, can awaken my harvest on the soul level is via the pen. Yeah, it could be as easily as writing an email or yes. just writing someone about their own gifts or I'm praying for you today. It doesn't have to be extravagant. It's just acknowledging there's a gift, and the gift has words, and that word is made flesh, so to speak, so God can use yes. your words in order to uplift another person. Because we're tapping, helping people tap into their own giftedness, but that gift is God. And once we awaken that, then everything else works together for good for those that love God, the scripture says. It's really acknowledging that awakening. So I'm going to ask both of Karen and Barbara, this question, and I'll start with Barbara first. In allowing grace to manifest within you in a practical way, let's say your prayer, let's say, I'll use a term, tomorrow morning, when people wake up, what would you have them do in order to tap into this awareness of the harvest? And I'll start with Barbara. What would I have people do? I yeah. love to look outside and say, good morning, God. It's a beautiful day, whether I'm in a city, someone in a city, or I'm in the country, or wherever I am. I like to look outside and say, thank you for this day. Thank you for this chance to begin again. How can I help my neighbor? What can I do to show the world the Christ in me, to awaken that Christ in someone else, to be someone else's healer? If I can accomplish something like that in my day, I've done a lot. Wow, that's beautiful. Now, do you throw your husband a bone and say, oh, I'll pray for you today? Oh, all the time I pray for him. We pray for each other. and We know that. <laughs> I don't even have to ask him, are we praying for one another? Because we just do <laughs> that prayer life. And I'm lucky to have him as a monk in CLM. We, do, we have to, as this pandemic is ending, Take the set on the road a lot more. <laughs> there you Bring go. Bring our service to others. And that is so important. We forget, all of us, everyone on this call is very talented. Whether it's a touch, a prayer, a hug, an email, we all can reach out to others and bring healing. The word, the mm. touch, whatever. That's and beautiful, me, That's Barbara. a beautiful way to start the day. Yes. Yeah. Part of mine because I I kind of face my chair and look out of my big picture window so I can look at the flowers I can look at the birds so when I'm communing with God it's just that morning sunshine the dew that's on the mm-hmm. ground all this I the scripture says 
everything praises the Lord. Even the rocks will cry out if we don't praise the Lord. So there's a energy, as Ron Roth would say, that acknowledges our Creator, hopefully in every moment of the day. But thank you, Barbara, for those thoughts. How about you, Karen? You're welcome. How do you acknowledge or for those that are on the call tonight? Waking up tomorrow, what would you suggest to them? I would suggest that people, if I could use my own experience for this, it was something that you suggested to me a long time ago. You said that I needed to have more discipline to reach out to God. And at the time, oh. I didn't even know that I needed to reach out to God. It was, that was a foreign concept to mm-hmm. me. But you suggested sure. the way to do that was to read the Bible, which I had never yeah. done. And sure. so I began to read the New Testament. And as I did, almost immediately, there was a sense of presence. That's where it began for me. And it was subtle, but it was real. And it became, as I read the Bible, it, it it only takes a few minutes. Every day I do it. It's one of the first things I do in the morning. Just yeah. 5, 10, 20 minutes reading the the New Testament. And that presence grew from there. It grew out of that. And then the other thing, it it comes right out of Scripture. So read the Bible and other traditions. If it's not the Bible that attracts your attention, then find another tradition that has Scripture. It's basically all talking about the same God and the same Spirit. But learn to meditate. Learn to pray and meditate straight out of Matthew. But when you pray, go into your room close the door and pray to your father who is unseen, then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And this isn't just words, it's real. That was what I would recommend to people is is just learn to, to reach out and do these things that are written in the scripture because God will reward you with great grace and enormous gifts if you do that. And I remember, Karen, we had done many prayer sessions together. Part of that spiritual growth was you asking questions like you are now or explaining that. And I did point the way for scripture. And sometimes that's not always for everybody. But again, picking it up in the spirit, knowing that that can anchor you. And of course, then the presence start you start recognizing presence. Because I believe everybody has presence around them. It's just sometimes we lose sight of it. Maybe it's because maybe we have a court case and we're afraid of a court case. Are they going to judge for me or against me? And maybe it's somebody at work, a boss, that it's time for your review. And it's like, uh uh-oh. We kind of get stuck on ourselves when God has the source for everything. He has the answer for everything. She has the answer for everything. And, And I like how you said, well, if scriptures is not something that maybe resonate with you, then pick up a spiritual book, someone who might recommend or or find a mentor. We have many beautiful spiritual mentors in Celebrating Life that do prayer sessions that can support you in your own journey because then you can ask those questions. And to me, that's what a mentor would do is just encourage you to or point the way in order for you to find the jewel within, find this gift, this harvest within each other within each one of us. And I remember my own awareness of being with my mentor, Ron Rob, for 28 years, his discipline. One thing that I learned through him is his discipline. During the morning, acknowledging God, praying in the spirit, reading the scriptures, and he'd be a writer. And once he heard anything of the spirit, he'd be writing it down. He, I mean, he had volumes of his papers. And, and I read those because they're so inspirational. Knowing it comes from the spirit, so he tapped into the well. And so, and to me, it's a, I call it a daily practice for me. And maybe not everybody. And it might be in a different way, but I would encourage everyone to find that rhythm that is within them. And it reveals itself, just as your, that scripture quote in Matthew that you spoke on, Karen, because these are principles that actually work. But as Ron Rothwell said, but you have to practice the principle to get it. No, I just want to read about it. No, you got to practice it. <laughs> so <laughs> the gift is there, but sometimes we just have to work for it. 
But thank you. I appreciate that. Mm -hmm. So, again, uh, and I'm going to ask this, uh, Barbara, is there any saint or spiritual teacher that you can recollect that kind of pointed the way, at least for you, of awakening that spirit within you? Maybe it was me. You know, you can acknowledge that. <laughs> <if you want. laughs> Well, number one, the first time I met Ron, and I don't, not even sure. Oh, I, I got, I received one of Ron's flyers when I was working, and I said, I don't know, I have to find this man. I was starting to wake up that there was more in life than just being an educator, and I met him in New Jersey. He was probably one of the first weekends there, and I said, whoa, this man is real. He is a healer. I have to follow him, and that was kind of big, a big awakening for me. And the many times that I'm sitting at my desk upstairs, I have the Course in Miracles. I'll open it up and I'll read a prayer. And that mm -hmm. awakens my spirituality also. So with all of these little things that keep me going, now what was your original question I have to go back to? <laughs> well, it's like like St. Therese or Padre Peel or anyone that maybe showed you a rhythm of their own prayer life or connection that strengthen your connection. I have a picture of Mother Teresa, and yes, I don't know too much about how she prayed, but there's something when I look at her and I dialogue with her that awakens an energy in me. I don't say standard prayers, I talk. I talk to everything around me, and she's one of those people that awakens that within me. So I feel that she's around me. I have a picture of St. Barbara. And I know she had a life that was kind of difficult, but she awakened my prayer life also. As I said, I don't have standard prayers. I talk, I walk, I pray. I do like the Lord's Prayer, and I do like occasionally to say a decade of the rosary. Those mean a lot to me. That's part of my prayer life also. Beautiful. And the same question for you, then, Karen. Is there a saint, a sage that that you either learn from or inspire to become, you know, that form of connection? Yes, <laughs> there have been many. It seems like one shows up, a different one shows up at each stage of my growth. Yeah. So it's, it's St. Ignatius, it's Padre Pio. But when mm. one started to pray, the person who helped me the most or the saint who helped me the most was St. Teresa Lisieux because I was just starting to learn to pray and I felt kind of lost. And I think that I think that there was a student retreat and Craig was there. And I was praying to her anyway because of the student retreat and because you were all there. She became very present to me. And so I, I just asked her to help me with prayer. And she immediately showed me. It was almost like a little movie. She just kind of showed me dozens of ways to pray that there are dozens of ways to pray that it's I mean I was struggling mm -hmm. I have a hard time with verbal prayer I basically could never find the words I didn't know that there was any other way to pray and I can't yeah I can't begin to describe to you what I saw what she showed me but little by little over time as I have practiced with prayer and opened myself up to all of this uh, the other part of it was Ron Roth where he basically says all all prayer is the receptivity of, of light energy, of God's energy. That has been yeah. very that's that's the foundation. But then Saint Teresa showed me how to how to use that, what to do with it. And so there's mm. verbal prayer and there's just prayer and feeling, just channeling the light. There's asking for things, which is sometimes necessary. There's prayer yeah. of decree, you know, like Ron Ross says. Yeah. Yeah. There's a bunch of different ways to do it in that, like Ron Ron says, it doesn't really matter how you pray as long as it's coming from the heart. And I felt that that was a really important instruction also. Mm. I'm very curious. You mentioned something, Karen, and I don't know if you can answer this question or not, but I'm just going to ask it anyway, because it kind of lit up for me when you mentioned about St. Therese of Lisieux. And Craig was at the retreat, but you were not because you couldn't travel. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. And then you said, well, you just started, like, to talk with St. Therese. And said, okay, how did you make that connection? Or how did she make the connection for you? 
Because I believe it's a question that everybody can ask themselves. It's like, well, how do I get connected like that? How can I do that? Because what you just said from the heart just kind of exploded in light energy for me. So I think it's a, a question that is curious for everyone listening. Well, I honestly don't remember the exact moment when it happened, but I do know that at that retreat, she was very present to me for the whole time and that I do believe she came to me okay. because I I had read about her. I had been curious about her when I read about her, but it didn't really connect or take. But at that particular retreat, I just felt her very much a, a part of a part of my life. She was real. She was in the room with me. And there was one incident in particular where I was in the shower and I was actually praying for my husband because he had suffered some things for years that for some reason it occurred to me to ask for help with and so I was asking her for help with this when I was in the shower sure. and when I stepped out of the shower I had an enormous healing there was a bolt of light it basically laid wow. me flat for for a few hours and wow. my prayers for him came true I, we didn't talk about this until long after he came back from the retreat but she answered my prayers for myself as well. I had the, the, the wonderful healing and and then I know that she's helping me with prayer even now. So I I think the answer to your question is that she came to me, but that yeah. I was aware of what was going on. I was aware that you were all at the retreat center of her, basically yeah. her shrine. And yeah. I was tapped in. I had my attention mm -hmm. on it. I was thinking about you all. I was praying for you all. And perhaps somehow in in that process was was an opening for her to come to me i I'm can't gonna, say that i understand these things honestly no i'm not going to let you go because the holy spirit has another question for you because i think it's very pertinent for all of those who are listening including myself and i know you're talking in first person in a sense you said she appeared to you or she showed up so was it a feeling was it a visual, because we're talking now encounter. To me, that's where the awakening of that harvest, we can have these mystical experiences. And I know we have this retreat coming up, Zoom retreat for CLM coming up in November. And I want everybody to be a part of that and experience what you're experiencing, because ultimately we want to just go deeper in what the creator has created for us, these gifts, these abilities of seeing, hearing, feeling. So can you explain just a little bit about, you said it showed up in your work? I felt her, mostly. Okay. Um, okay. Um, it was as if she was in the room with me when yeah. I was having, having a conversation with her, when I was praying to her in the shower, I felt that she was there with me. The only Beautiful. time I saw, saw anything was when she showed me how to pray, but it was, it was about prayer. It wasn't about her. So that's it. Just felt her. Okay. She has Makes a unique. To me. She has a unique presence. She's very sweet. She's very simple. Well, now you're talking about me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am. Well, you know, there's there is another characteristic also, Karen, that she says for answered prayers we ask her to pray for someone, us, whoever, and she goes, when the prayers answered, she'll send a rose. Something that's very physical. So, mm -hmm. I mean, she's one that her stuff manifests. So many times roses have shown up for me when I made a petition. And we can, as we conclude tonight, we can also ask that favor of anyone asking St. Teresa of uh, Lisieux for those answered prayers. But thank you. I thank you. For, I don't mean to not harass you, but I just <laughs> wanted to keep going deeper into your experience because I think it's so rich for all of us, for me included, just to hear that. Now, Barbara, is there any, I call it not chores, but grace that comes with your encounters with God? I know you love nature. Nature seems to fill your soul full. But that expression of, you know, let's say, the morning dew, the, the sun rises, and it awakens your spirit. So what do you do with that experience now throughout the day? I wake up. I look outside, I acknowledge God, 
thank God for everything, for the beautiful day, the sunrise, the deer that are running around. And we usually go out for walks. And I think the people that I'm meeting lately, and I said this to Frank, we are there for them. This is a very, Mm. it's a long block, but there's just a few houses on it. And every house, someone's got a physical or mental ailment. I said to Frank, we don't. Thank God we don't. We are here for these people. We are praying for them. We are dialoguing with them. We're helping them. I mean, everybody on this block, we're helping them to feel better. So there's a reason why we are here and we are healthy and we are walking and meeting with these people every day. Mm. And that's part of our, our, I don't want to say task, it's not a task. It's a joyful assignment that we've been given as healers to pray for these people to acknowledge them, to hug them, to bring the dogs up to them. One of my girlfriends loves gummy bears. I have a whole bag of gummy bears I have to bring to my house tomorrow. They're both <laughs> dealing with cancer, and they're both dealing with cancer and various elements, so we try to send healing. But if I can bring her healing to the gummy bears and make her day, I'm very, very happy to do right. that for her. Mm-hmm. So that's part of my daily task. My, my acknowledgement of my abilities and my acknowledgement of who I am, what God has given me, and my role in life. I mean, I work with my students every day, too, but I send healing and blessings to them, too. Yeah. Well, I think that acknowledgement with you and Frank just walking in whichever house you, maybe you know the people in it or people that walk by, that the presence, the presence that's within you are blessing those that are around you. And if we can just take that another step is so every person that you meet at work, every person that you cross by in the grocery store or filling up with gas or when the mailman comes or the mailwoman comes, that conscious awareness of to be a blessing as you started out the day being blessed by creator. And all of us can participate in that because it's part of our charism of allowing the light, the love, the mercy of God. And especially if we are really walking the walk when there's people who maybe we perceive as maybe our enemy or who think negative of us, but kind of stirs the, the pot, so to speak. And if we can offer love, if we can offer blessings to them, it might take a little effort, but if we can override that and, again, allow spirit to do it because we're just a vessel and let the words of the spirit bless instead of us cursing the person, the situation, the workplace, the boss, whatever it is. We can yeah. actually tap into this divine source that is what is called the river of life that is within us. A smile, a good morning. I've even tried, or I have, praying for people who I feel are angry at me or going to be in a negative situation. And you meet that right. person, and it's gone. <laughs> There's something that transforms the energy of prayer that I have sent to them to help alleviate the situation. It's calmed down. We are getting along with one another right now. So there's a lot of yeah. beautiful, positive energy we, as ministers or anyone in this world, we need to bring to others. Other people forget their spirituality. They forget who they are. And I think it's part of my role to alleviate someone else's fear, to bring an energy to them, if they don't want to call it God or Jesus, but to bring a healing energy to them to help them feel better this particular day. And there's a reason why we're on this block. I mean, my block has a physical ailment, so I bring them healing every day. You mentioned a block. How about the whole world? Yes, the world, too. Our prayers can go around the universe. And likewise, because... If we love one another as I love you, as Yeshua said, then we're creating this beautiful energy that can be very palatable for people. So I send healing light around the world. I have five levels of light I will send around the world, and I picture the world being surrounded by all these different colors of light and energy. Okay, beautiful. That's that's healing for our universe. It is. Well, let's conclude, and again, praying for all those listening or who will be listening in the future. And I think I'll start with you, Barbara, then we'll go to Karen, and then I will follow up with prayers for everyone. But as we enter into this harvest right now, we're going to tap into that grace that's within each one of us and be that minister. The scripture says we're all priests. 
and priest's role is to worship the Creator. So I'll allow Reverend Barber to lead us in prayer tonight. And this is another prayer from one of Ron's books. A day's end, a thanksgiving. Thank you, Lord, for a beautiful day with its many joys, its beautiful sunshine, its pleasant memories. Thank you for the good times I spent with people who enjoy life and laughter. Thank you for the day's conversations, some filled with sorrows, others filled with joy, but all all filled with sincerity. Thank you for everything. Thanks this day has brought. Thank you, God. Amen. Amen. Beautiful closing prayer to the day, if that's it's nighttime here, and I'm sure in Canada it Pray is, by too. me. It's three minutes yeah. to ten in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. So, well, thank you for staying up and praying with us tonight, Barbara. Absolutely. Um, how about you, Karen? Beloved God, loving, ever-present spirit of the universe, I bow before you in gratitude and devotion. Thank you for blessing all of us here and all who will hear this call with the abundance of your grace. Thank you for hearing our cry to ever be united with your true heart. Thank you, God, for the blessing of your love, your life force living through us, in us, as us. Thank you for blessing this world in your radiant light and teaching us your peace. Bless you, my God, for the gifts you have given us, for your never-ending grace and forgiveness. Thank you, God, for everything. Amen. Amen. Really tapping into the spirit, Karen, on that prayer. One thing I... We forgot to, I'll just, or I'll own it. I forgot to mention was one of those tools to prayer is it can be just silence, just zipping it <laughs> and not trying to talk to God, but allow God's spirit to talk with us. So in that place of silence tonight, we just allow that spirit to get a hold of our hearts and really touch that area that is wounded, that needs love that compassion of the Creator. And just, and it's okay to maybe feel like you're not connected. And I'm going to say, yes, you are. Once we still our minds, once we still our hearts to receive, like Karen, like St. Therese of Lazoo just showed up. She sensed her. Some of you are sensing our Blessed Mother, that the caring nature of a mother, a nurturing mother right now that is wrapping her arms around you, or just that the, a hand on your shoulder that says, everything's going to be okay. I got you. I got your back. So sometimes we don't feel supported, but I'm acknowledging through the Spirit that, yes, you are. The Holy Spirit is present. The Holy Spirit has heard your heart's desire tonight. And we just allow the Holy Spirit now that grace. Father, just release your ministering angels on every single person who's listening to this call. Come, Holy Spirit. Fill their hearts full with the empowerment of God's love for them, the mercies of God, the tenderness of God. I thank you, O Lord, our God, for great grace that is now expanding within your heart right now, your heart chakra. Come, Holy Spirit. Let the lightnings of heaven begin to fill. And and those challenges, those hard things that you face this week, today, they're just falling away because the angels are here to assist us, to bring us to a higher place of awareness of our Creator. I'm just going to put in from a personal prayers of my neighbor with the ambulance came and took her away this afternoon. Don't know the results. But we're just praying for her for good health, good healing. For some of you know the prayer request for Nikaya, who was in a, a truck accident this morning. And he went down a ravine, hit a couple trees, 
it was the first snow in Lake Tahoe. And, but he walked out there, just bruises, but nothing major. So we just say, thank you, God. And I'm going to pray for my friend, Judy. And a lot of you know Judy, but I'm not going to mention her last name. But she's on her last breath. So we're just going to send the healing love of our Creator. Come, Holy Spirit. Just continue to bless her life and the life to come. Grant her your peace, shalom, in all areas of her life. And let your glorious light, this consuming fire, take her home as you already prepared a place for her. And I pray for every person who has either a challenge with their colon or their prostrate. Come, Holy Spirit, let your healing balm, your healing balm, begin to bring a restitution, an opening that will open and function normally. I thank you, O Lord, our God, for uh, like a... I don't know if a person has a toothache or an abscess, but I just pray, come Holy Spirit, just heal and restore. Just let the lightnings of heaven begin to pulsate. And of the spirit of arthritis, I break its hold over every person who's listening to this cause. Set you free. Let the decree of heaven be whole, be healed in the name of Jesus. And again, the, the spine to realign for all those who have back ailments, whether it's in the vertebrae, the bones, the marrow, come Holy Spirit. Let the lightnings of heaven begin to now touch every area, just sealing in God's love, God's mercy, God's love for you. I thank you, O Lord, our God, for maybe there's a difficult person at work, and maybe tomorrow you kind of have an uneasiness about either facing that person, a boss, maybe it's a workplace. I just break that challenge, and I allow the Holy Spirit now to bring light, to bring healing, a reconciliation, and a clarity so you can see ahead and without fear. And you're going to bring the peace that passes all understanding. And whatever challenge that was or, or that you feared, it just dissipates. And what shows up is really the peace of God that's within you, within them, within that organization. And I just speak also to any, quote, judgment, a judgment that was made, going to be made on your behalf. I just see it as favorable, favorable, favorable in the very light of Jesus Christ. I just feel in now the good work of the Holy Spirit and let that illuminating power. I command in the name of Jesus also any person who has any cancer in their body, whatever form of that cancer, I just decree God's love, God's mercy, God's kindness, just eradicating this cancer now um, in the blood, in the cells, and in its place, Holy Spirit, you breathe new life, new breath, the Ruha of God. Come, Holy Spirit. Let the oceans of God's living waters begin to pour, begin to stir, and it just flushes out any uh, disease in the body. I thank you, O Lord, our God, for your great grace, for your compassionate, for your love, for humanity, for your beloved sons, your beloved daughters. Thank you, O Lord, our God, for your grace. And I seal in the good work of the Holy Spirit as your Padre, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.